on my drive to the golf course is when it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Imagine if I were to align myself with two key people mm -hmm. that share the same vision and are so good at what they do, what the three of us could do together. Insurance is a very good industry. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. a lot of the young folks don't know that. Our goals are, hey, you know about Greyhawk. Right. We're a small national brand. I wanna make it as far as I can. I wanna use the gifts that God's given me. Yeah. I wanna employ them all. I'm in a foxhole with the guys that I wanna be in a foxhole right. with. When our backs are against the wall, I have confidence. We're gonna work our way through this and out of it, whatever challenges lie ahead. Greyhawk is gonna do amazing things. Mm -hmm. I just know it. Mm -hmm. I know it deep in my bones <laughs> that it's gonna mm -hmm. do amazing things. Well, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Risky Assets Podcast. It is a pretty big episode for us. Uh, we are introducing our new business partner, Justin Pozzola, yeah, right buddy. here, which is crazy <laughs> um, to say. So Greyhawk's gone through a lot of changes over the past couple of months, the big one being Justin and his addition with his team and all that. So we just wanted to go through some background with you and go like, all right, where did you come from? Like, give us the insurance story. Like, how did you become an agent? How did yeah. you become an owner? All that good stuff. Absolutely. This will kind of be Reader's Digest version. That's what we need. Yep. So um, 2008, I graduated the California State University of Northridge. Really bad time to graduate, by the way. Really bad time to graduate <laughs> and even consider going into business. So what happened was, is I applied to the University of San Francisco for a sports management program. Okay. And as I was deciding if I wanted to do that, I mentioned something to my dad who was a longtime State Farm agent. And I said, hey, I might be moving to one of the most expensive cities mm -hmm. in the country and go to a very expensive school. And at that point, there was no more helping me out. So <laughs> sure. I was gonna take on a lot of debt potentially. Yeah. So I said, well, maybe instead of doing that, I can open up an insurance brokerage and even run a loss for a year or two. And yeah. you knew that world to a certain extent because of your dad. I did, yeah. We've always had conversations, whether we're just out and about or at right. dinner. So stating that, he said, oh, that's not a bad idea. Let's go talk about that a little bit. So after talking to him, that was the direction I decided to go. And from day one, starting a scratch mm -hmm. brokerage, I knew that I needed to start making a lot of connections. Sure. And what I did is I just started pounding the streets and pounding the phones like we all do as a producer. Yeah. Yeah. And my pitch to all the business owners, because I always led with commercial, mm -hmm. we've always been commercial first and then focus on the personal lines, was I just want the opportunity. It's up to me to perform. Mm -hmm. So as a 24-year-old walking into business owners, they were like, what do you know about insurance? I know enough that I'm going to learn a lot right off the rip. <laughs> so if you give me the opportunity, again, yeah. it's up to me to perform. So that's kind of how I got into insurance. And by giving them that pitch, they gave me the opportunity, mm -hmm. piled all the information. Luckily, being a broker, we have access to all the markets yeah. and quickly uh, got a lot of good proposals for a lot of my first clients and started earning their business. And I owe a lot to Mercury Insurance. It's crazy. I say. was yeah. in a very small first office let's call it five six hundred square feet sure so when they came to my door after i called them for an appointment which is probably one of the hardest appointments to get yeah and they were just looking around i remember her walking in her name was rebecca she walked in she was like what is this place? <laughs> <laughs> um but luckily enough um i had a really good story I had a lot of support from my dad, who was a very big mentor to me. Of course. And he taught me a lot about insurance. Mm -hmm. So I was able to sell myself and the direction of the startup brokerage mm -hmm. and enough to pass her test to where they had to fly in a VP of marketing. And I believe his name was Bruce. Ended up retiring, I think, a year or two after Good old that. Bruce. Good old Bruce. <laughs> and he even sat through the same store I gave sure. to Rebecca. And he was like, yeah, let's give Justin the startup brokerage an opportunity. That's amazing. Yeah. Never looked back from that point. That was So that was in 2008. That was in 2000. Well, ish. Uh, ish. Reader's Digest version. Yeah. So there was a little stint at Farmers for about six or seven months. Oh, I remember you telling me that. Realized that wasn't a fit. Yeah. I just, I don't like to be boxed into a corner when I have a prospect. Mm -hmm. I truly want to represent my client. 
you need the brokerage world you for do. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the options are endless. So right? January 1st, 2009, basically, okay. is when we launched, when I launched the independent brokerage. And up until we met, uh, you were doing, so you moved from that office in the Valley yep. up to Westlake at a certain point. Yeah, or so Miles we started in Northridge. And I want to say about five years to six years later, we moved to Westlake Village. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so you were operating the shop. You took it from just yourself to how many people before like we decided to merge? Yeah. So f um, fortunately, within the first, I would say, six months, I was able to get our first producer. And he's still with us to this day. That's and Brian, his name right? is Brian Shapiro. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he has been fantastic since day one. And he helped me build from the sales side, mm -hmm. the brokerage. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we just started slowly evolving. And um, fast forward to before our merger, we got up to about 15 folks. Um, and then we were probably 65% commercial, remainder personal lines mm -hmm. business. Yeah, you did. You guys do a lot more personal lines yeah. than, than we did at the time. But yeah. it's funny how our timelines overlap because I started a state farm agency in 2008. Mm -hmm right when the market crashed. And then I was working with Brian Shapiro because Brian was a rep for yep. Phoenix Life Insurance. Yep. So I had experience with Brian there selling uh, variable universal life and things right. like that. That's crazy. And then, yeah, it's just crazy how those timelines have overlapped. Yeah, so I was barely graduating high school when you were doing that, dude. <laughs> so great story there with Brian Shapiro again, um, really helped launch the brokerage from a sales side with yeah. me. Uh, going back to the State Farm days, Phoenix Life is um, who was contracted with State Farm to offer another life product mm -hmm. other than State Farm. Right. And Brian knew that world really well. And just like yourself, he was connected with a lot of State Farm agents. Yep. So one of the big connections he had was my dad being a State Farm agent. And my dad would even tell me stories about bringing Brian on to client meetings and going over these very complicated cases mm -hmm. so they just bonded really well and created a great relationship and quite frankly that's how brian landed up ended up in our brokerage yeah, yeah. that's it's amazing really cool. small yeah. world like everyone yeah. says that in their industry it's a small world but there was connections there yes. that are just crazy so let's go a little background about like us three sure so uh we're part of pack west mm -hmm. right as that's a cluster for people who don't know so you can aggregate your appointments get you know i would say better leverage yep. with carriers it's you a know, really say good thing a more us. exclusive cluster very exclusive yep. Yep. yeah and um, we had started Greyhawk on October 1st of 21, mm -hmm. right? Uh, there was a PacWest conference on the 8th. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Greyhawk was later. brand new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, should we even be going to this? This is stupid. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we just we were so new that we're like, we need to meet people. Yep. We need to be able to go, are we doing stuff wrong? You know, like, just tell us. So anyway, I showed up to that conference, and I sit at the bar next to this big idiot and i'm just like hi you know like i didn't know if he yeah, was an insurance yeah, yeah. i was like i'm yeah. just introducing myself and, this guy? Yeah. yeah and uh you're with your wife and uh we just started talking and then like the pack west thing came up like oh, okay cool you're you're part of pack west yep. great let's talk yep. and you were brand new to the cluster as well that was that's your right. first that's right uh, meeting there so we went out we had a good time did the whole pack west thing and we just i felt like a good connection with yeah. you we really Absolutely. liked how you drive and then um, through that year, we didn't really have a ton of contact outside of asking some questions, but we went to the second PacWest meeting. Yep. And I think that's where things kind of changed for for us, so Absolutely. to speak. Um, we were asked to be on a panel of like technology. Yeah, growth. the three of us. Yep. Yeah, yep. and the three of us, us at Greyhawk, and you're the Pizzola yep. agency. That's right. And um, so it's us three young guys speaking to this room of people. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, it's just such felt, an amazing moment. Because really we're just staring moment. out at agency owners that have been doing this for a long time. Yep. And I'm a fetus compared to most of these people, <laughs> right? So, like, you know, it just felt, yeah. you know, different. But it was how we're using the podcast, how we're yep. using technology right. and growth. And you were yep. doing a lot of technology yep. in house. Yep. And we just had this conversation. And, like, from your perspective, how did that go? We were going over a lot of technology and how it flows. From yeah. start to finish. Yeah. And that's both from when you take on a prospect to doing the sales process to the point of sale and then how mm -hmm. it all gets managed. Mm -hmm. That was a lot on technology. And we're highly efficient at that. Highly, highly efficient. efficient. Yeah. And that's one thing that we aligned ourselves really well mm -hmm. with Greyhawk yeah. is mm -hmm. from the technology standpoint and the connectivity, let's call it, with people. We just aligned really well there. Yeah. yeah. We use technology for the efficiency, but we want to use the old school relationship is our yep. main thing. The technology helps you take away all that like mundane work That's that right. doesn't need to be done That's so right. you can do more relationships. That's right. Um, so we aligned really well there. Anyway, after we were done with that on our end, we were like, man, if there was a way where we could work together, like we aligned. Uh, and then we had some other opportunities come up after that where we're like, hey, let's try and work together on some of these projects yep. that I think we would be good at, we could both yep. benefit from. 
I think where it really first resonated with me was when the two of you guys came into my Westlake office, and I think Jesse was there too. Yeah. And you were on your way to meet Nicole at Watermark. Yeah. Yep. And um, I I made that introduction probably mm-hmm. a few months, a couple months before you came out here. Yep. That's when I was first sitting in our conference room, so my conference room at the time, mm-hmm. going like, wow, um, I could see ourselves really aligning with, obviously, you two as the executives mm-hmm. of Greyhawk, and then the rest of the folks, because I got a good sense for Jesse and the direction producers were going from the start. Yeah. So that was like the first little inclination I got that this this could be something. Well, and I think what impressed me about you was you had designed all of your own technology on like on your own platforms. Yep. You recognized the need for it. You were like, we need intake forms, we need renewal forms, and you built it all out on your yep. website. And we had a different process for doing that that integrated with everything. But yep. you foresaw it, like the need for it. And you years were already, before. Yeah, yeah, years before. And you were yeah. moving in that direction yeah. That's already. That's one thing that happened during the pandemic is it put us out of our office, out of our physical location. And I remember uh, my, my garage at that house at the time was completely built out as kind of a hangout room and my office. So I remember sitting there after um, work one day and dealing with a lot of clients. And I'm like, man, this can't be the process. So started jumping on YouTube and reading a lot of material and quickly figured out how to start taking technology mm-hmm. and being able to build it out as best I can because yeah. that's not my background. My background's marketing. Yeah. My background is not a coder and figuring out all the right. tech stuff. Right. However, smart enough to, to figure some things out. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I was just taking a lot of different parties' information and figuring it out through Zapier and creating zaps on mm-hmm. getting it how to communicate to make the entire process it's that crazy. much better for our prospects and clients. So I understand technology and the need, but when you start doing that, I'm like, I'm out. Like, yeah. I want no business in that. Yeah. Now, I have a vision, but yeah. like, you right. were like getting into the weeds. I was weeds, getting the weeds, Super yeah. respectful, right? Like, yeah. it's it's respectful to be able to go through that process. And you did create a system that was basically the same, yeah. um, which was really cool. And then, uh, so we kind of went from those things, as I would say, like to that meeting, which was fascinating. I didn't know about that yeah. meeting where yeah. like, we came in. Um, and then for us, we were golfing Sterling Hills. Yeah, this is one of like my that. favorite stories. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Sterling Hills. It was Sterling Hills. And I told Daniel on the way down there, I'm like, "Yo, I'm pitching JP on like we're gonna partner together yeah. on, yep. the, on something." And uh, apparently, you were on the way to it and talking to your wife about the same thing. So it was kind of funny. Um, I called you guys probably a week before that, or maybe yeah. even you guys called me. And we were struggling in some of the um, fire business where you need to get covers yeah. for property. And yeah. obviously, a package or a bob leads with fire. Yeah. yeah. So um, we wanted to talk through some ideas we had on that. Mm-hmm. And we were coming up with good ideas. And that's kind of why we set the stage to go golf is to talk more about that. Yeah. yeah. On my drive, just like you, on my drive to the golf course is when it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm sitting here going, okay, <laughs> this is something we talked about that makes a lot of sense, yeah. but that's like a back-end project. What's the future look like in the insurance industry as a whole? And imagine if I were to align myself with two key people mm-hmm. that share the same vision and are so good at what they do, what the three of us could do together. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's going through my head on the drive to the <laughs> golf course. <laughs> So as I'm putting my bag in the cart, Charlie, like I could see, like, I got to sit with Justin. (laughs) And I'm like, hey, I know we're going to golf today and like talk about this other project, but I have something in my mind I was going to talk to you about. Charlie turns to me. That's funny. I was going to pitch you something. I was like, you pitch first. Yeah. Yeah. So the point is it it was the same. It was the same thing. Yeah. We feel like God had called us to that, to the fact that like it was something that you know, both of us were working through, it just felt meant to be. Um, and on our end, right, like, we saw it, I think, mm-hmm. you know, because you're more marketing focused, we're like, I'm very producer yep. focused, yep. right? And he's good with operations and people. Yep. It's not that we're bad with people, but we just don't have that, like, I would say detailedness That's to right. us. Yeah. And uh, I was like, if he could do his marketing thing, I could do like, I'll manage all the producers. Yep. I'll make sure that we're doing that thing. Cause that's what I'm really good at. That's right. And then he's good at all the people and like loving up on them and, you know, making sure they're well taken care of. I'm like, we could go a yep. long way. And yeah. uh, it was very apparent to all of us. That's which right. Was, which was really cool. And I think the key to that was putting the three of us in our lane, what we do really well Mm -hmm. versus, man, if I only spend 25% in that lane and I got to deal with that other 75% operations and the vendor relationships, everything that goes along with owning and operating uh, an insurance brokerage, 
that crushes your time. Mm -hmm. And actually, like I know we're going to talk about passion and stuff. Yeah. But it's it you lose seventy five percent of what you actually love to do and why we're yeah. doing this in the first place. Exactly right. So it makes all the sense in the world. And we try. We I mean look. We pitch it to you like we try and maximize what people are good at because it's like why wouldn't you give the thing that they're good at yep. all their time to? So it just makes sense from a vision perspective, not only from us, but like we pitch that down. That's right. right? So if we have people we hire for a position, they're like, that's not it. We'll move them here. We're committed to that vision of making them do what they're good at. That's right. Yeah. So um, I think that's a really good thing overall. Um, in general, like in conversations that I've had speaking in college classes and stuff, they ask me what's important about finding a good partner. And I, I'll, I tell everybody, partner with somebody who's different from you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because when your strengths overlap a lot, then you end up fighting That's right. about the minutia of like how to manage people, yep. how to run the money in a business, how to advertise, where if it's like, I can completely defer on areas that I know that yeah. you guys are better at, and you guys defer you know, back to That's me right. on stuff with staff, then I don't have to be gifted yeah. at everything. Me and Justin do a lot of deferring on staff. <laughs> yeah. Lots of yeah. deferring. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's not that we don't love them. No. We're just not as talented as, yeah. as Daniel yeah. is at yeah. handling that. DC's so incredible. It's incredible. It. Yep. So, uh, you know, we, I partnered with him originally for that. Yep. I knew I couldn't do it myself. Um, anyway, we go from that meeting golfing, and I was like, yeah, here it is. Like, I felt like the Lord was working it out. And then it's like, what do we do? And then, to a certain degree, like you had been pitched some sort of merger or partnership before, in the past, yeah. And then you had been like, that was a hard no for you. Absolutely, not even like on the table. Yeah, because there was no aligning with the that person or that brokerage. Sure. Yeah. Do you feel like any of it too was like a a time of life phase, or was there anything that also changed? Because aligning is is difficult, but sometimes you can take a you know yeah. you can take someone of dominate it you can be that person that yeah, just goes for it like what was the other portion actually like it? picking piggybacking off of what dc was talking about where if you are aligned with another partner and your strengths kind of lie in the same realm that's hard you're not really gaining anything there True. yeah so um i would say that was happening a lot mm -hmm. like with the other brokerages that were coming to me like hey i love what you're doing with technology i love the direction you're headed uh, how do we do this together? And it's like, well, no, because like I'm just going to bring all that to the table and you're really focused on the production and marketing side. Like that's what I'm doing too. Mm -hmm. We're not going to gain anything there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just didn't align with, they just weren't my culture. They weren't, um, definitely didn't share the same vision. So. Sure. Yeah. That's no, fascinating. Yep. And on, on our end, like we, it's not something we had in mind at all. We had talked about like acquiring, which you were very big on yep. as well. Like how do we acquire in the future yep. and move the needle significantly? What's funny is we're going through a trial run of that now because we're melding two cultures, two different programs. Yep. You know, we're taking uh, one process and switching it over. So it's not easy. Uh, but I feel like we've done the trial work to be able to replicate it now too. Absolutely, which is, yeah. Which was a byproduct that we weren't really thinking through when we were right. going through the merger. Right. And just real quick, yeah. I think the balance of life too, because you also asked the question mm -hmm. of was that a moment in time, moment in life where was it on your mind to actually merge when we were talking? Right. It was a yes and no. I did a lot of reflection, probably six months to a year before we even started talking about any of this, and. I was formulating in my mind of the direction we were going to go as Pozzola Insurance Associates. And um, part of the issue was all the operations. And I'm like, oh, I just got, I kind of got just like burnt out. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. I got to go fix this by myself. That's sure. a lot of shoulder. Mm -hmm. And then once we talked about, it's like, oh my goodness, DC is going to run with uh, <laughs> operations and HR and all things like that. Charlie's going to run the producers and the production. That's going to put me in the marketing, marketing vision. Where you design. got energy from. Yeah. And I got energy. So I got all that energy back because it's like, whew, there goes that huge load, that yeah. huge weight off me to where I want to push quickly. I want to push fast, mm -hmm. but I want to do it right. Yeah. Because we have so many good clients and we have so many good folks that work with us now at Greyhawk, mm -hmm. both from the Pozzola side and Greyhawk Absolutely. side. Yeah. I want the future to be bright for clients the um, employees, producers, our carrier relationships, mm -hmm. that is very bright now. Huge, well, yeah. we've seen already just in the last 60 days the benefit of all three of us. So everything with you know producers being trained and growing, our sales numbers are going through the roof. Yep. 
staff is like really gelling well and going well, but we closed a massive deal a couple of weeks ago because of relationships right. that you had yep. that Charlie and I didn't have. We wouldn't have even known, you know, where to go. Yep. And you were like, Hey, I got these guys yeah. on the East coast. <laughs> and I think that we can, you know, I think that we can make it's, this it's work. Crazy. And I mean, it was just, right. that was a, a big thing for, uh, for Charlie and I it was just, we knew that your yep. depth of knowledge and impact in the industry was so much more vast than ours was. Yeah. Yeah. And being a new, and I, I've said this over and over, I'm a new entrepreneur. Like it wasn't, I wasn't born and bred that way. Yep. You know, both my parents have government jobs. I just saw myself having something stable that I could just sure. go with. Sure. So, you know, you're more entrepreneurial bred, right? Your dad owned it. You went for it right away. Yep. Like that was not something that I ever saw happening. But for us, we knew that you being an owner for that long, you had different connections. You had different ways of connecting two people yeah. on top of it that was a huge part of the vision and it came true so fast yeah. like yeah. that i mean but that, show, that shows you how thousands in revenue i know right away you that know? shows you how important connections it are is. right both in business and in personal life yeah, yeah. right Absolutely. they're there to help support you to pick you up and you know kind of piece together all those broken yeah. pieces mm -hmm. that's how good connections can be for but for i mean somebody. we were having a conversation with the carrier um it was in the travelers conversation right where we had um we're talking with one of the reps and um their son has special needs yep and you said you know hey i have this client that you know advocates on behalf of kids with special needs let that's me right. put you in touch that's right and you know and connected these things and so i'm just sitting there you know at yeah. this meeting and i'm like I think Justin knows everybody. Like, how does this, how does this yeah. even work? Well, yeah. I've said in your job description when we finally write them out, I'm like screwing around with important people was, like part of, was gonna be part oh, of it. it. You know, like, yeah. you, just, you have a gift yeah. for that. Yeah. You got a gravitas. I mean, you're a unit too. So yeah. it's like you just like you would see you anywhere, right? So yeah. it's just uh, it's easy to like you and be yeah. gravitated towards you. So yeah. um, anyway, let's go back to Pozzola. Like, yeah. what made you? successful in the time that you had Pozzola like what do you feel was your your it factor yeah so um I'll kind of tie in like the passion I know that's another yeah, topic so yeah. let's tie in the passion I grew up playing sports and mm -hmm. sports teaches you so much it does. and we just talk about broken pieces after falling down mm -hmm. so there was so much of that in my life growing up to where like you just lose a game you lose something you lose a deal that's how I grow that's how i think people grow even when i look at my kids and i'm about to see them do something that they shouldn't do either it's going to hurt them or they shouldn't be doing that but there's a fine line there where do i jump in right now or do i kind of let them fail and then i'll help them pick up those pieces mm -hmm. and yeah. watch them grow mm -hmm. and i take that same mindset into business so from a very young age i knew i didn't want to work for anybody because i just it was ingrained in me it was mm -hmm. built into me I didn't want to show up nine to five and all day somebody tell me what to do. Yeah, I, that's just like I would just kill myself inside. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't know what it was when I was a kid. I just knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. I was going to own a business through my mentor, my dad. Mm -hmm. Insurance made sense and insurance gave me the platform to own a business, to know that I was never going to work for anybody else but myself and be able to help so many people and make so many connections. That is kind of like the passion mm -hmm. and what drove Pizzola Insurance Associates from the start. And you're really resourceful. Like we saw how resourceful you could be. I think that was for us. You could see the it factor like doing it. You're just, man, you guys found a way to just make things happen for people. And that yep. was that was huge from a client perspective, right? right? Like we just needed to multiply That's that. That's right. Yeah. So Yeah. And like back to the connections and resources. I also sit on the board of directors for a risk retention group. So just by doing that, I get to meet so many different people and learn a whole different side to yeah. our industry. Yeah, and for and those of you who don't know, risk yeah. retention groups, that's like big boy insurance, yep. right? So you don't have small little companies in it. These are for large companies. Yeah, You're you kind create of the market. You create the market. There's more risk involved yep. in the like bigger deductibles, things, get, but all the big companies right. wanna be in that. There's risk right. retention group and then captive. Right which I'm familiar with captive and normal insurance. You've been really showing us what the risk retention yep. group side looks yep. like. So he, very valuable to, yeah. to grow an agency. Yeah. Um, you're also gonna be creating programs for us. Again, right. big passion for right. you is to like, how do I create something that's unique for my clients yep. and we can control it. Yep. So part of what we've done is so, hey, Justin, you're marketing, like create these programs, you're good at it. And uh, so I have a lot of entertainment. You're yep. helping me create an entertainment right. one. That way we can say, hey, this is ours. This is right. Greyhawks. We want to try and create construction, trucking, right. anything that we can feed our producers yep. on top of it to give them value. That's right. Where it's like, hey, where else are you going to go get a program like that's this right. except a Greyhawk? Yep. And yeah. I think that's been really fa uh, 
fascinating for me to watch the two of you guys work together because Charlie working with producers and then trying to figure out what producers are passionate about, what areas they want to focus on. Then it's like, okay, I want to do construction, trucking, and then you jump in. You're like, great. How do we create a program right. with our carriers yep. to make this exclusive mm -hmm. for each producer? And it just puts them, you know, head and shoulders above the it competition. Does. And right. then I fuel it, right? I manage yeah. their activity. They got to yep. do all right. So like we have this thing going yeah. where it's like we can move the needle. Yeah, the synergy is awesome. Very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're we're so excited about that. And even in the captive world, I know that space really because that's more operationally insurance. Yep. Just on a really big scale. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're trying to push the needle onto those bigger accounts because we have – we have the know-how for it. That's right. It's just then how do we duplicate it to our producers so they can get the advantage from that. And then watch them duplicate it again. Mm -hmm. yes. One thing you got to be a little careful about, whether it's your own program or your own niche, like we saw what happened during the pandemic and oh, what it yeah. did to certain segments or industries. Gotta diversify. Yeah. So it could be something else that interrupts your book of business. And if you're so top-loaded in one segment, mm -hmm. yeah. that could crush a producer. So yeah. I think part of our objective and our goal is to multi-niche, if you will. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you're going to start with one. You're going to build a really solid book. You're going to learn how to do it really well. You're going to turn around and do the second one, the yeah. third one. To about as how many you can manage. And Charlie right. will know. Charlie will have a very good understanding yeah. of yeah. what producers' loads are and what yeah. they can manage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's going to be fascinating. Three to watch is probably this. the sweet spot. I would, think so. I would yeah. think so. Unless they have a big team. Again, all yeah. things that depending on how strong the producer is and how they can manage their own team, yep. sky's the limit for them. Yeah, for sure. Um, kind of transitioning. Like now we're all together, right? And we're kind of melding cultures. I think that's been going really well. A lot of our systems were taken because they were not dependent on you for, yeah. for managing yep. them, yep. which again, it's not that you couldn't, but it wasn't what you were passionate no. about. Um, so everything for us is very integrated and really simple. We're not IT people. Um, and then he's doing a lot of the, the, I would say, people management, and that's really helped us as well. What does the future look like as far as you see it? Because you now are, it seems like you're bearing a lot of the burden of us creating chaos for you. <laughs> and, you know, like, hey, here's more people. Here's more sure. stuff. Like, how do you see it playing out? What's the vision for you? We want to create career path for people. It's not just about having a job and filling a seat and staying yeah. in that one seat for a long period of time. People stay with companies because they feel like they can grow with them. So um, our main focus, I guess my main focus um, for the last 60 days has just been analyzing where we have needs, you know, mm -hmm. where the staffing needs are, where the workload is. Um, I have a system in place where I can track to see like what the productivity levels are for people. And we can just tell right now our staff has a lot on their plate. Yeah. So we're talking about designing uh, positions where people can hire in at a base level if they have no experience yeah. and they can yeah, work training their way. Desk. Yeah. 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 Training yeah. desk and, and work their way up in the company. We're from, very committed you know, to new people coming in the yes. industry. Yeah. Very committed. Yep. So from like an associate position to account manager, senior account manager, department head. Mm -hmm. um, and we want to give people the the upward mobility That's in right. order to, you know, find their jobs mm -hmm. really rewarding. Right. So we're in the current process of building that out. Um, eventually that will be built out per department. It'll be yep. commercial lines, benefits, life and personal lines. Mm -hmm. um, and so every department will have those training desks that we can then continue to work people up through. Yeah. Um, I, my hope is just to create a really rewarding um, path where people can feel fulfilled in their jobs yep. as they as they go forward. Absolutely. And that it's something that they enjoy doing. Right. But like what Charlie said, we were really focused on bringing in the new young crowd because insurance is a very good industry. Yep. And unfortunately, yeah. a lot of the young folks don't know that. They think Geico, they think progressive, they think rates. That's yeah. it. That's what yeah. they think. I don't think they understand how much freedom and how much creativity there is in our industry. Yeah. Like whether it's from the client facing on a prospect sale where you have to get creative, you have to look at a whole account, mm -hmm. you have to team up with your prospect or your client and design a plan for them. Yeah. And then watch that design unfold for the growth of their business. It's yeah. so mm -hmm. fun to be a part of that. That's very yeah. creative. And then when you're managing those accounts like our staff do, you still have to be very creative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Things, it's a very fluid industry. Things change quickly. Yeah. So our staff does an amazing job on coming up with plan designs on their own. And it's just, I've gotten so much good feedback over this last 60 days, the first 60 days. Like yesterday, I got one from a really good client of mine. And I forwarded it to Sarah, and Sarah's like, that made my day. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. like, and I'm like, I just wanted to make sure you knew that. Like, yeah. what a great job you did. God, freaking yeah. good yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. And that's the basis, too. We keep talking about, like, 
the reason we want to hire outside is because I just want good people. Yep. If yeah. you happen to be in insurance, it's great. Like, yeah. we want you to be good people, but we're more focused on that than we are the insurance. It's got to be a culture fit. Yeah, because absolutely. we could have a producer who mops the floor with his presentation and can close all the deals in the world. If he's a cancer in the office, yeah. we're just not interested. That's right. it's tough. Yeah, it's it, like, you, you got to get out because yeah. it can it can kill the culture That's of right. an agency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get one shot at this, right? We have yep. one life. Yep. We have one opportunity. We got to enjoy this ride and have fun. Yeah, we just we don't want folks like yeah. that. Oh well, I say nor, with my the, clients, nor do they right? want us. No, they yeah. don't. Yeah. And look, I don't. I don't like my my life being messed with. Yeah, I say it with when I'm selling policies. Yeah. I like my life. I don't want to screw with it. Yeah. I feel the same way about my clients. Like if you're messing with my life, yep. it's not worth it for me. That yeah. also includes staff. Like we want to be loving, caring, generous until it feels like we're getting taken advantage of, and then yep. it's like, yeah. what are we doing here? This doesn't work. You know, we're we're very culture driven. That's right. So. Yeah, that's a it's a good thing. And then from your perspective, same question, right? Different C. How do you see the long term vision? And just for reference, when we talked about our alignment, it wasn't mm-hmm. like we're gonna be two, three, four million dollar shop. No. We're talking like yeah, 30, 40, 50 yep. million. So yep. our goals are to be in that large space where right. we are like, hey, you know about Greyhawk. Right. We're a large, you know, local brand, a small national brand. That's right. And look, if we get to that point, we're gonna go further, right? Yep. Like yeah, I'm compounds. still young. I want to. I want to yeah. make it as far as I can. I want to use the gifts that God's given me. Yep. I want to employ them all. And then when it's time to call it, we'll call That's it. That's right. Um, so where do you see yourself? Like, how does that look for the vision for you? For yeah. So like, just kind of put myself in that lane real mm-hmm. quick, right? The marketing, the vision, the creative side of it. Um, Greyhawk is going to do amazing things. Mm-hmm. I just know it. Mm-hmm. I know it deep in my bones <laughs> that it's going to mm-hmm. do amazing things. We're going to create a gold standard as a commercial brokerage. We're going to do personal lines at that same gold standard, but we are commercial focused and we are going to be a strong local brand, but we will go national. Mm -hmm. I clearly I see the vision. I clearly see it. The culture is huge. The people we bring in from a production standpoint and staff, it is going to give them a platform to succeed in life. Naturally, that's going to create the brokerage and the direction Mm -hmm. we go to. And we're going to have so much fun on the creative side of that and watching people just expand. Like I just, the first 60 days, seeing what Jesse's doing, just that using that one example mm-hmm. as a producer, it's like, okay, just wait until we start creating programs in like yeah. where he's just hyper-focused, and that's just one unit of our entire organization. Mm-hmm. So we're going to watch that just expand, and it's, again, have a lot of fun doing it, not only for us, but everybody around us. Yeah. Yeah. You keep talking about that. We know family for us is a really big deal. I got four kids. You got two, you got three. Like we didn't want to be so burdened down and like, yeah, we're growing the business, but at the expense of all the people that we love. And like, imagine just like no vacations. Like I'm not that kind of entrepreneur where it's like, all I think about eat, breathe, sleep is, is business. I love it. But like, I want to enjoy and have fun with all the people that I'm around uh, we had a blast with all the producers I had in, so much fun. in, in uh, Palm Springs. <laughs> yeah. And like, I thought that was a good picture, too, of what we're going to do moving forward. That should just be the thing we're doing just with more and more and more people. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I was just thinking about in our discussion, I feel like we're not afraid to show people our life, mm-hmm. where we enjoy life, what we're doing outside of the office. Um, culture is a big deal inside of a business. And we're trying to attract people to the culture of Greyhawk, but part of that is also the freedom that insurance, you know, provides. Huge amounts of freedom. So I want to ask you guys, because I think that to some extent you have to be careful it doesn't come across as like braggadocious yeah, or you know or, or prideful in yeah. any way. Wait till he posts his M5. <laughs> <laughs> but like what's the what's the balance there between you know wanting people to see as much as possible and not wanting to hide it. Because I think it's something that like Ryan yep. Pineda does really well on yep. social media. It's explaining like, these are the freedoms that my yeah. industry provides yeah, me. Mm-hmm. And we want people to be able to see that. How do you guys see that fitting into, you know, um, how we're projecting Greyhawk and what people are seeing um, as a means of attracting people? Um, I would say I, I naturally don't like to play things close to the cuff. So it's like if I'm going into day to day of like, I got to be careful what I say, I got to be careful how I act, how I come across, like, that's just not how I want to live my life. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. wake up and be who I'm going to be. Yeah. So I'm not the person that's going to go out there and be braggadocious and do all these elaborate things. But I'm also not going to be shy about the things that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, like we do take vacations once a month if it's as long as it's a weekend. Yeah. Sometimes every three months we take a bigger vacation. Like right. we're gonna do those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it makes it so much easier now because quite frankly, I wasn't able to do that 
how I wanted to. If that you were makes wearing sense. all the hats, I was wearing yeah. all the hats. So yeah. I would do it because I just had like you need to get it away. We needed yeah. to get away. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I and the kids. That's the most important, mm-hmm. and that's what we need to do to keep growing as a family. Yeah. But I'd come back on a Monday or a Tuesday, and it would just be utter chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now that's just another huge benefit about this partnership and the direction we're going. Yeah. We could step away. Each of us could step away for a little bit of time. And we're good. Well, and I think that's something I've learned from you guys, and especially just from being in business with Charlie over the last 18 months, is like there's a lot of freedom in the schedule and like there's work to do at nights or early yeah. in the morning. And like yeah, just get it. on your computer at home and knock it out. And like mm-hmm. you can still have that free time. Uh we were at Universal Studios last night. You know, I left yeah. I left at the end of the day. And then, you know, we're driving home and Kristen looks at me and she's like, You got work to hammer out tonight? I'm like, Yeah, I just have a couple things I gotta, you know, I gotta take care yeah. of. But like that's part of the freedom that's of what right. we enjoy as well as yeah. you know well the funny part real quick Charlie. the funny part of it is what? charlie will text me at like <laughs> 11 midnight one o'clock in the morning but i'm waking him up in bed at like five o'clock i'm morning. like what is this dude <laughs> he called me the other day at like 7 30 i had stayed up to like one o'clock 145 doing accounting work and i pick up i'm like yo man what's up and he's like just full energy bouncing on the phone and he's like wait did you just wake up and i'm like yo grandpa like i, I don't get up at five 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 thirty, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're different. We cover yeah. from Greyhawk like twenty hours. Yeah, a day we do yeah. our, twenty hours of the clock. Yeah. Um, yeah. But from my end, right? So I think we experienced that. Like, hey, keep things close to the yeah. chest. And I felt that as like, a, well, why would I do that? So now, and like, hear me out. This isn't me meant to be rude. If you say, well, they never work and they're screwing around, I don't care. Interesting. And you're not important to the business that I'm trying to create. Right. The people that I fly around do the same thing. Right. They enjoy their lives. They yeah. work hard. And those are the people I want to be associated Absolutely. with. Right. If you see lazy, you don't know me. Yeah. You just plainly don't know me. I get after it. Yeah. Right? By the time I wake up at 7.30, <laughs> 7 o'clock, but by the time uh, I wake up, yeah. <laughs> but when I wake up to when I go to sleep, the motor is on. Yeah. And then I turn it off for very small periods of time. Yeah. I golf Fridays at 1 o'clock. Yeah. I'm pretty staunch about yeah. that. Yes. But I, I don't even turn it off then. I got my ear pods in. I'm yeah. talking to people. I'll do emails. Yeah. So like... If that's what you see and you don't care to ask, I don't care. Yeah. And to my people that I'm trying to attract, that is the life that I envisioned. Yeah. I have it. I have all yeah. my time with my family. I have all the time I want with my friends. I go to church events when I want to. Yeah. Nobody tells me what to yeah, do. Yeah, we all have things that we're passionate about, mm-hmm. right? It's like I, you know, my wife and I have been in college ministry at our church for yeah. 20 years. I, you know, I meet with college students, you know, in an afternoon or an evening, or it's like but weekends are sacred for my family time. Yeah. So like if they ask me to meet, you know, on a Saturday or a Sunday, I'm like, that doesn't fit, you know, mm-hmm. with, with how I've designed this thing. But I don't want people to not see it. Yeah. And I don't and I don't want them to only see it if they're really close in my inner circle. It's like, no, we want to show people that the insurance industry by and large is old. Yeah. It's a lot of older men, yeah, you know, in that so. industry. So filling it with young people and showing them, you know, hey, this is tremendous opportunity for right. you in your life. And like, this is what we're doing. And if you like what you see in our lives, yeah. then you should come be a part of it. Well, but you're again, an owner, right? So go ahead. You no, I was just saying, freedom. We freedom. keep yeah. talking yeah. about that. That is one of the most important things to me. And fortunately, as we sit right now, we live in the best nation that gives us that mm-hmm. freedom. Right. 100%. So it gave me an opportunity from a very young age to realize I want to be an entrepreneur yeah. because I know what that's like. And just like Charlie said, I will bust my ass to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. But in return, I get a lot of that freedom, financial freedom, independent freedom, with right. time. So um, I can't stress that enough for like our industry yeah. on how much freedom we have. And this isn't just a new thing, right? You worked with me for the past yeah. six years now. Yeah. Like I was golfing every Friday as yeah. a just a employed producer because I valued that time to just slow down because I was pushing the needle so far that is attainable for producers at our space. It's not just for owners, right? It's not pie in the sky. And I was making good money, right? Like buy almost whatever I want to to within reason. Like I never had to worry about 
you know, putting avocado on the Chipotle yeah. bowl. Like I, I, just, <laughs> I, I just threw it on there, you yeah. know, like I, yeah. I had a good thing going and it's yeah. only gotten better, yeah. but I want that vision for people. I need them to see that that's yeah. real. It is not the Geico safe. That's code. right. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. not that. That's not insurance. It's not insurance. Yeah. At the well, and I have point. found that even more now that like, now that we've got, you know, 20, I think we're looking at hiring our 21st, you know, mm -hmm. person onto staff, but mm -hmm. like, I used to have time in the morning, you know, where I would wake up and I could like, I get into the office early, read my Bible, like I'd open <laughs> up my email, I got a cup of coffee. We have, you know, two employees that work on, you know, Eastern time yeah. now, uh, one in, you know, one in Tennessee, one in Alabama. And like, I wake up at six and my, my messages, my email is already going right. because they've been awake for hours right. and they're like, you know, Hey, and so they would that, have to wait a long time for me to respond. And so that, like, yeah. But that time now to decompress, get out of the office, like is even more important because yeah. it's like the workload and we got a lot yeah. going and on. It's just gonna we have get a lot that we're, yeah, right. but we have a lot that we're doing. Um, and I want people to see, you know, DC is busy. DC's got a, you know, a busy life. He's got a lot on his plate, but look, it's, it's time with family. It's yeah. time in ministry. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. time at of church. Course. He's, you know, he's on the golf yeah. course with his business partners. Like these are all things that are really important yeah. for people to be attracted to the culture that is becoming like the Greyhawk way. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So speaking of, you know, what we're doing, we're growing fast. We talked about, I alluded to it earlier. We want to purchase, we want to grow. Yeah. Look, we're going to grow by hiring people kind of the organic way, but we are yep. going to buy businesses. Yep. It's an important part of the way to grow in the insurance world. You know, it's a, it's kind of a slow burn, but that's really valuable in our that's space. Right. So when you can buy agencies and especially because we're confident in how we do things, yep. we really know that we can up the efficiency. We can use technology effectively we're a good right. place to work culturally. Yep. We're doing that. You've seen multiple ways in your head of like executing that. So like talk us through what your vision is for purchasing. Um, there's a lot to I know acquisition. Yeah. So there's the traditional acquisition. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, it has to align with the Greyhawk culture and book a business. So when we say we're just going to go acquire business, obviously it's got to be the right fit, mm -hmm. right? It's got to be our type of clientele, what we're focused on. And most importantly, watch everybody grow with it. Again, this is not just us three yeah. that's growing. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of just your traditional purchase. Then we're going to get really creative on the technology and how we're driving a gold standard brokerage. You're going to see naturally how these really good producers that are owners but not great at running a brokerage or an independent agent, yeah. they're going to start seeing things like, whoa, I might be able to move my book of business over there, mm -hmm. right? And work out a deal. So that's another mm -hmm. way I see it happening. Yep. And then lastly, when you get into program business and risk retention groups and captives, that opens up a whole nother door mm -hmm. to where when you create that, people want to be a part of that. And to be a part of that, there might be acquisition Absolutely. to say, hey, I want some of that, but I'm going to move my book over and we're going to continue to grow that Absolutely. sector. Yep. And again, your resourcefulness, so like, I would say getting a hold of money is going to be a really uh, big thing for you. Like you have so many connections to be like, how do I grab money for this? Yep. You're going to be able to effectively work that yep. out and not through the standard like, hey, I got a loan through Wells no, Fargo no. or whatever. So and that is going to be huge value to an agency like us. We have through you secured a zero interest loan basically for hundreds of thousands yep. of dollars. Yep. And that is invaluable. There's yep. not many agencies that are doing yep. it that know how to get it, have access to it. And because we're attracting carriers to us, they have these like zero interest programs. Right. And it's like, man, we had no idea it existed. Yeah. And that is going to be huge for yeah. us. It's an advantage that only only wealthy people have to, you know, with their own money, they can, you know, go out and, you know, self-fund it. But in our case, we're able to leverage it because of relationships yeah, that you, you have. leverage it and then you can create a lot from it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So you, it's almost like you're double dipping. Yeah. And that's what wealthy people do, which is what you want to do, mm -hmm. quite yeah. frankly. Like you want to money build on money. money on money mm -hmm. and yep. just watch it compound. Yeah. And we're not saying, hey, we just want to grab money and then just go uh, watch money grow. No, yeah. we're actually taking that unit, if you will, yeah. and we're creating other units yeah. and channels to open up for other people. Right to grow with it, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes complete sense. And we've used the money already yep. to hire people, That's which right. is our, in our opinion, our greatest asset. We're a very human capital-based yeah. business. So good people and using the money for that is huge. And then acquisition, like that's just gonna be the yep. big part of what we do. Um, as far as like other things for, for Greyhawk, what do you see as an advantage that we have that other agencies I don't even want to say locally. Yeah. Because I, I just think yeah. we're, we're bigger than that. 
what what's the huge advantage that we have for people to come work with us for us however you want to pitch that yeah i think the alignment of us three is probably one of the biggest advantages um we talked about dc charlie yourself mm -hmm. and what i do yeah. that right there creates so much opportunity for people to join us mm -hmm. And because we can provide so much strength from each of us on what our lane is, they just, they naturally buy right into it and yeah. they hit the ground running. Yeah. And we want to be teachers, right? I think sometimes, look, I just know of big, big shops, right? If you go to Lockton, Gallagher, all these big boys, you're going to be a very small cog in the wheel. Yep. They're not going to teach you what it looks like to run an insurance agency holistically. Right. You're just going to have that, that thing that you do and that's all you're going to yep. know. Which I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying if you want to go further than just working for somebody, that's not the answer. He is going to be able to teach you what it looks like to run a certain side of the business. So if you're like, hey, you're more internal focused, right. he'll show that's you how right. to do it well. Yep. If you're producer focused and you want to drive, like I will show it to you. Yep. It is in my best interest to be an open book and to show you the Absolutely. way. Right. And I want you to do it my way. I'm being selfish when I say that, but I think it's a good way. Yeah. Um, and look, I'm willing to flex and bend, but sure. I want to be efficient, effective, and all that good stuff. And then you'll show those guys, marketing or girls, whoever yeah. it is, like, how do we do it? Recreate this. Because yeah. we are, for all that we're working, we're working hard. We want to pass stuff down. Right. And we want people to, to take ownership of yep. things. So being a teacher, I think, is also a huge part. Like, what 22-year-old? isn't going to be excited about someone going, I'll show you the ropes. That's right. Well, you know? and from our perspective, if we're going to scale and grow, we have to teach it mm -hmm. because we can't be in the nitty gritty, you know, on every step of the path. Yep. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. Number one, we need to be able to step out of the business and take a vacation and know that like it's the producers are going to yeah. be able to continue to, to do their thing. You know, they're going to make their calls, you know, they're going to knock doors, you know, yep. they're going to, you know, visit their centers of influence, not because you're checking in on them, but because that's what they do. Yep. And so in order to make the process, you know, um, able to be duplicated, you have to teach it. Well, eventually yeah. those guys and girls are going to be doing that for us. You know, yeah. it's like, we're going to keep going yeah. higher and higher up the rung, yeah. so to speak. And they're going to be the ones operating it and that's growing them and their career yeah. on top of it. So it, it's a win-win. Yeah, and everybody. think about our own children. Why am I going to keep all my experience over all this years to myself? It's yeah. just mm -hmm. not who I am. I'm an open book. Yeah. So it's, I want to get as much knowledge and information from my standpoint. I'm not saying it's the best, but that's me. And yeah. that's what I'm going to pass on to my kids. And they learn from there and well, they that take was, it That was further. something that we, like the, um, one of the social media influencers that we watch is Alex Hermosi. And Hermosi talks about how, you know, people complain and say like, oh, kids these days have it so easy. And he's like, well, they should. <laughs> if yeah. they're learning from yeah. everything that everybody behind them right. has grown in. Right then all of that wealth of information should make their lives easier. That's right. So that's my point mm -hmm. was I see the same thing going with our folks internally, yeah. right? So the producers, the staff, we're going to share all that knowledge with you. Yeah. And you're going to get creative and you're just going to throw that through your brain like, oh, it clicked, but this is how I'm going to use it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's funny, because I think what Alex picked up on is people complain about a thing and make it another. Yeah. Like, their lives being easier is a good byproduct. Them being lazy is a separate yeah, issue. Absolutely. And that's what people see, but they just see you have it so good. Yeah. It's they're not the same. Yeah. But yes, I, I really I love uh that guy's a unit. That's, uh, <laughs> uh but I really like him. Um I think too some of the things that I would see, like this is almost like a selfless plug here. Like we are trying to create more offices as Greyhawk. Mm -hmm. So we hired Austin out in Washington. Yep. And the pitch to him was get your book to a certain size. We'll start an office. You can rev share in right. it. You can go build that brand. That's right. In that and that's area, locally and, that's and nationally, that's right? Locally so and nationally, Pasadena. You would think it's just like right next door. It's no, that's, game. that's a little it's down a the street. Yeah. But that would also be another. We pitched branch. that to Roger, yep. right? We were very, right. very open that like, get your book to this size. We will get the office. You will have yep. it. Yep. But you need to show that you can get there. Yep. Natalie uh, in Orange County. Natalie in Orange yeah, County. We were talking to a couple people in Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. It's just yes, going to keep continue. Thing. But it, it's naturally going to happen right now, mm -hmm. right? So there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. First 60 days, there's a lot going on. Imagine, yeah, yeah when yeah. we're settled. You know? So once it's settled, then it's going to be a little bit more focused on mm -hmm. each thing. So right now, it makes a lot of sense just with the internal people yeah. we have. Mm -hmm. I haven't aggressively gone after some of these southern folks, if you will, like yeah. Georgia and Alabama. Sure. It's like... I'm just kind of waiting. <laughs> Charlie and I had an amazing, uh, had this fantastic moment a couple, uh, I think it was last week in the office because we're, you know, we rented 750 square feet when we started and it was just what Charlie, we and, yeah. it was, you know, it was Charlie and I and Seth basically. And now, you know, we've got a we're lot of, we've got a lot of people in there. We're packed and like the staff had left for the day. 
And we were standing there in the middle of the office just talking about everything. And we were like, how is this moving so fast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going so well. Yep. And just feels like the Lord is blessing it, yep. you know, and like we're just given our best effort that we can. But it is moving. Yeah. At, at a rapid at a rate, rapid clip. and yeah. it's funny. I tell my wife it's going to slow down, and then it does, and then it ramps, and then it yeah. slows down, and it yeah. ramps. And I'm yeah. like, "Honey, I think this is just <laughs> what it looks like yeah. from now on." Yeah. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But yeah. well, we talked too. State Farm has changed their modeling on oh. basically shutting down California, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we think there's a lot of people who are younger in that space who yeah. depend, who are dependent on growth. Right. And we said, "Hey, look, we will." We will take you on. We'll pitch that same vision. Yeah. And these are people. I mean, this isn't State Farm just in Los Angeles. This yeah. is everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you were a part of Farmers. Being boxed in is not a good yeah. feeling. Yeah. You were a part of State Farm being boxed in. And then, well, you had business and they went, we won't do it anymore. Yeah. Really awful. That doesn't happen in our world. Right. But we've we've pitched it to, you know, hey, do the same thing. You know, leave your State Farm office. Leave your Farmers office. Like, come here. We will show you a way that's expansive and yep. that will grow yep. you more more freedom more freedom uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, real quick on state farm i think state farm don't get me wrong is a great company of course i think they ha- they're just one of the best companies that train however because they give so much resources and they're an asset from a company standpoint it does box their agents into mm-hmm. a corner sure. so if they make a decision that affects that agent he he or she can't go anywhere else Mm -hmm. where we see the same things with our carriers but working with over 200 different insurance companies if one makes that decision two makes that decision easy pivot we still can pivot to Mm -hmm. other carriers so it was one of the biggest reasons why i left yeah it's one of the biggest reasons why i left it was like i was getting a lot of referrals through church and family and all of those things and then if you know if state farm didn't want to do their insurance anymore i was not only looking at this person and saying like Hey, not only can you not have this insurance company anymore, but I can't even represent your insurance Mm -hmm. anymore. And now we're in the space to say, Hey, you know, this company doesn't have an appetite for your risk anymore, but look, I have these seven or eight others and I'm still your guy. That's right. And that's a huge advantage in the space. That's right. right. Did your dad get affected by the earthquake uh, stuff? Cause state farm just said no more earthquake for HOAs. Was it? And that's just one example. Right. And that was huge. I mean, we had other agents that we knew of state farm that it was most of their livelihood. And then it's like, Whoa, how do I, how do yeah, I you keep don't pivot. Flow? You don't. You pivot. can't. Yeah. yeah. Or you leave State Farm, which again is difficult. That's like, what I'm saying. It, if yeah. you're locked into like State Farm, there's no other option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back to your point, where um, I think some of the younger crowd within State Farm, some of the newer agents, now would be a great opportunity they need to, to grow. really sit yeah. there and reflect. And what's the rest of your career going to look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need more freedom. Mm-hmm. In my mind, you need more freedom. Yeah. Talk to us. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're definitely open to that conversation. Um, again, that fits our long-term growth. We're trying to fit with good people. Yeah. If you want to be in insurance and you get it, like we're yeah. we're a great spot for that. Yeah. Well, Justin, like we are, I mean, beyond blessed to yeah. have you in the agency. Yeah. We're so excited about the future with you, your team, and how we've kind of blended together. Yeah. We're gonna do big things. I think our yearly checkup on this is gonna be like how many more people do yeah, we no, have? It's... We're probably we could be at thirty people yeah. at the end of the year, and then we can just multiply it. Yeah, it's We're like I got chills things. right now because of how <laughs> excited <laughs> and how much I believe in this, mm-hmm. and we all share the same faith. Yeah, and there is a lot of belief behind this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't even think otherwise. Like there literally isn't another thought in my mind that this doesn't yeah. expand to how we see it expanding. Yeah, and I don't think that we're so naive to think that like you know difficulties and challenges won't lie ahead because they will. But like the faith that grounds us yep. and knowing who's in ultimate control, mm-hmm. we share. And it's that. like, mm-hmm. yeah, we share yeah. it. And I know that like, you know, I'm in a foxhole with the guys that I want to be in a foxhole right. with. Yep, it's like right. you know when we're when our backs are against the wall, I have confidence yep. in the Lord ultimately, and then in the three of us to yep. be like, hey, we're gonna you know we're going to work our way through this and out of it, whatever, whatever challenges lie ahead. So big things coming at Greyhawk. If you guys are interested in talking to us, our information will be in the bio and uh, we look forward to talking to you. Hope you enjoyed the episode. See y'all.